Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. Cosmic Translator. I'm just going to say both until I formally change the name over, but you know, we're going to wait till the right time after Mercury retrograde. Anyway, how are you guys doing? I hope you've had a beautiful few days. I hope it's been healing, even if it's not been easy. I hope it's been heart opening, even if it's been painful. You know, we're not supposed to just have an endless stream of perfect days. And I think that, you know, we're programmed to think that if I have a bad day, if life gets hard, um, something's wrong, that pain is bad. And that emotions, you know, we want to have more, we even have, you know, good emotions and bad emotions. And I've just been focusing on this week, just leaning in and feeling my emotions and trying not to judge them. Or even make a story or analyze them. Just just feel them. And sometimes, you know, I might step back later and I'm doing, me and my partner are going through To Be Magnetic. I highly recommend it. Um, it's a reprogramming platform and there's meditations, there's DIs. Um, I've been doing this work since 2017 and I can tell you that when I do it consistently it definitely reshapes my brain changes and the whole thing is centered on manifestation and she calls her process neural manifestation um if you want to learn more about that just look her up there's a ton of information she has a great podcast but anyway we've been really using this mercury retrograde to reprogram our subconscious and And so with that has come a lot of feelings and I've been, I'm, you know, I've shared with you all before. I'm not naturally a feelings person. I mean, and anybody that knows me is like, I don't really believe that you cry a lot. And that's true. I do, but it's really a muscle that I've built naturally. I would probably actually say naturally I do cry a lot like as a kid, but I put up this, I learned that tears, I don't really think they made me weak, but they did like. I saw them at least as like pushing people away. And because I didn't really understand how to process my emotions, I just knew how to like kind of stew in them um, and spiral. And that's what feeling my emotions looked like. And I think my mom actually, you know, did the best she could showing us how to process grief. My dad died when I was three. And I think that she, you know, did a good job of showing us like how you can turn grief and alchemize it into music. And she wrote a whole album about my dad and recorded it. And, you know, it's, and if you listen to it now, I mean, you just can tell it's just this person in a ton of pain trying to process and make sense of it. Um, And I, I'm grateful for that, but I don't, you know, she definitely wasn't taught how to just feel your emotions and sit in them and let them alchemize. And again, I'll say, I think she did a really beautiful job with that with 
when she created the album, but she didn't have any ways to like regulate her nervous system. Um, so she just, you know, was doing the best she could, which we all do. Um, but it has definitely left me in my life to also even go to the place of my dad as like a way to open and access emotion. She definitely taught me how to do that, which I don't think is, I'll say very healthy or beneficial because it's like going back to this wound over and over so that you can process pain. And what that did to me is taught me like to hang on to the wound and not really let it heal all the way. Um, and so I kind of almost held that wound open kind of in my 20s. Um, I think as a way to, yeah, stay connected to my emotions. And it wasn't until I kind of learned to tap into my emotions and feel them and process them that I was able to start moving energy. And then I was like, oh shit, when you feel your pain, you feel your emotions, you create this void and this vacuum. And then all of a sudden, whatever you want comes in and you manifest it. And like, it's fucking nuts. And even if that's just like the feeling of, bliss and the feeling of connectedness and that comes and a lot of times it's on the other side of a really heavy cry or releasing a lot of emotions and we're not trained to do that like we don't see emotions as something we regularly need to release but we do like our emotions are I mean I compare them to poop all the time because they are it's like emotional shit and if you don't release that regularly then you're putting yourself in a position to get that stuck in your physical body, which actually leads into what we're talking about today. We're going to be talking um, about the different dimensions, 3D, 4D, 5D. Now, there's a lot of dimensions. I've traveled all the way up to the 67th dimension. I think there's 100th dimensions. Um there's the rainbow realm, which is a really, really high up dimension. Um, the Akashic records are in higher dimensions. But these are the dimensions that, as the planet, we're currently navigating right now. So our emotional center, our emotional body, that's connected to the heart, right? And that's connected to 4D. So 4D, or fourth density, is our emotions, our emotional realm. And so let's back up just a little bit. The third density, the third dimension. And so I'm going to say the word density and dimension interchangeably. So, and just to back up even more, what is a dimension? A dimension is a state of perspective, essentially. That is what a dimension or a density is. So zero dimension would be a dot. One perspective, a fixed perspective that cannot move. And then what you do, mathematically speaking, to go to the next dimension is to double what you have and connect it. So if you have a dot and you have another dot and you connect those two dots, that makes a line. That's first dimensional reality. So if you're a first dimensional reality being and the dimension is the mode in which you're like limited by two, that's what that describes. So, you know, a zeroth dimension being is on a fixed dot. And so you also, that's why we associate zero um, with the void or the womb. It's the nothingness. It is before anything was. It's a fixed singular point where everything is pulled together and it's one. Okay. And then if you doubled that and you make a line between those two, that is first dimension. So it can move from side to side, right? It can't move up and down because there's not another set of points. We'll get to that. There's a single line 
with two points at the end of it, okay? And that's first dimension. So if you're a first dimensional being, you could go side to side, okay? And then second dimensional beings, what you would do is you would take those two points that are connected by the lines and you're gonna double it again. So at this point, you have four points. And what can you do with four points? You can make a square. So now a second dimensional being can move side to side and it can move up and down, but it cannot move out. So when you see like a character on TV and if you remember like the original Mario, the original Nintendo, that was 2D, right? They could move up and down and they could move side to side, but they couldn't come forward. And now if you play Nintendo, it's much, I mean, yes, it's still technically 2D because the screen is 2D, but the characters can go, there's depth. And so then to get to the third dimension, you double those four points again, you get to eight points, and then you connect all those dots. And that's when, you know, like in school, when you would, you know, draw your four dots and then your four dots with the squares and then you would connect them and it, you'd have like a little cube. I mean, I guess we didn't necessarily do that in school, but I doodled that a lot. I mean, I'm sure we learned that in math class, right? We digress. Um, so that's third dimension, and that's where we are. So in the third dimension, we can move side to side because you get what you get from the dimension before, right? So it's not that we lose the ability to go to side to side when we can then go forwards and backwards, um, but it's it's contained within that dimension. So in third dimension, we can move side to side, up and down, and frontwards and backwards. And in every dimension, we're limited by something. So in the third dimension, we're limited by time. We're going in a straight, continual line of linear, and that's the idea of linear time. So we're on this fixed timeline where you can't get off the train, right? And that's from the perspective of the 3D. That's from the perspective of the third density, okay? So all of Earth is in third density, third density reality. And then when you go higher, things begin to lose physical density. So third D is tech is like the physical manifested reality. Okay? It's everything seems fixed here, but it's really not. If you go up into higher dimensions, you see and that's what happens when you like take psilocybin or a psychedelic, um, you also can get, you know, from meditation, from kundalini awakening. So it's not just through medicine, but that definitely will heighten it. Um, you'll begin to see everything break down around you and you realize that nothing is physical. It's all an illusion. Um, but it's an illusion that we're all agreeing on. And we think that physical reality is fixed. But in reality, if the way higher dimensions work, and again, this is, we're theorizing some of this, but some of this, you know, it's based on the principles of what would happen if you continued to double the points, double the points, double the points. And we can theorize the way that different beings would be able to travel through their dimensions. So in fourth dimensional beings, for instance, they would be able to travel side to side. They'd be able to travel up and down. They'd be able to travel back and forth. And they would also be able to travel timelines. So they might would from our dimension appear to appear and then disappear and then come back. Because if you would think about traveling time like a physical plane. So imagine that if time was 
a line in front of you or like a set of, we'll say a hallway in front of you. And let's say that you knew that the first door on the right was um, a certain point in time and then a door down the road. So let's say the time on our right was 10 minutes ago. Okay. And then the next door is 10 minutes and five seconds and ago. So you could theoretically move in and out of those doors and then appear from my reality is appearing and reappearing based on the time that you were gone. But in reality, you were just traveling a timeline. And if you've seen like Marvel movies, that's what they're doing. They're like hopping, they're dimension hopping. Um, and Doctor Strange can like create portals and I mean, honestly, guys, just watch all the Marvel movies and you can just understand reality. <laughs> if you can just kind of suspend, you know, see past the superheroes and see past the, you know, movie Hollywood piece of it, there's <laughs> really incredible um, portrayal of the way that our dimensions work. Um and it's really, really, really cool. And Stan Lee, the creator of Marvel, one of the creators, he is really heavily Piscean. He's passed away now, but if there's ever a sign that is still here after they've passed, it is Pisces. So we're in good company. Robin Williams, Fred Rogers, and Stan Lee are all hanging out in their Piscean realm. Um Michael Jackson's also a Pisces. It's kind of this, like, he's still here. It's because Pisces is is nothing and is everything. It's, it's Neptune. It's Jupiter. It's water. It's our dreams. It's mysticism is Pisces. Um, so anyway, he, I think, was able to articulate this reality and articulate the way that dimensions work in a way that we could understand in a way that we can process. So Highly recommend just sitting down and watching like all the Marvel movies. Like if you have Disney Plus, you can watch the Marvel movies in like the order that they were released or in the order of their story, which is what I would suggest um, because it helps you kind of understand their linear timeline. Okay, nerd out over. Um, we just watched Thor, God, or Love and Thunder today. Guys, it's so fucking good. You see Thor go through like a spiritual evolution and then like his heart opening. It's actually a really beautiful example of spiritual awakening. So that would be our perspective of a fourth dimensional being. They would jump in and out of our dimension. So, and also a fifth dimensional being. So a fourth dimensional being, we can theorize a little bit. They can move time. So they can move in and out of time. That's their um, step, I guess, or that's their iteration and their dimension. The fourth dimension is time. So that is their mode of travel that we are limited to on the 3D plane. Now, how do we connect to 4D? Because we really need to connect with 4D because we're all ascending into 5D. And that's what our planet is doing. And we'll talk, this is not going to be so much about, this episode is really about what the dimensions mean. I'm not theorizing and speaking to where we're going so much. I may speak to it a little bit, but I'm really just wanting you guys to understand without having to like adopt a philosophy, what people mean when they say dimensions, because I honestly, I don't think I really understood this and it's so deep and I feel like I'm still understanding it. So, you know, if you guys have thoughts, please, 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 um, 
leave comments. I would love to hear what you think. Um, DM me on Instagram at Victoria G. Stevens. I'd love to hear your thoughts about dimensions and the way that you see them because we're all putting the puzzle piece together and the more perspectives we can get, the more clarity we're all going to get. So I am not necessarily the expert on this by any means, but I do have, I've looked into the mathematics of the dimensions because I really wanted to understand what it meant, like, technically, <laughs> not just from this, okay, in the 5D, we have the higher dimensional beings, and those come in through our crown and third eye chakras, and we can, uh, we can connect to those through the mantra, yam Okay, I don't know where my little character came from, but that's my 5D character. <laughs> anyway, but I wanted to explain it from a much more technical standpoint so that you could understand it and help your 3D brain get it right, because we are that flowing, and, I, and I'm going to talk about the dimensions from a more... I'll say feminine and flow perspective and big picture. I promise you, I will be here. I probably won't be talking like this, but I will do an episode like that where I get a little bit more flowy and out there and talk about um, kind of the energy and what you experience in the higher dimensions. But this episode's more focused on the technicalities of it. So that's how the fourth dimension, old beings, would, we would see them and how they would appear. Um, and so also beings like, this is interesting to kind of like Bigfoot, I would say, is probably like a fourth dimensional being. Um, and I do think that they show up physical. So you guys are going to about to hear like, oh, my gosh, Victoria thinks Bigfoot's real. Yeah, guys, I kind of do like and I don't really know if I think that there's like a physical, but I no, I kind of think there is. <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm still working a lot of this out and like what I think there it means. I I don't, I'm, a, I probably am a little bit more out there than, I don't know, maybe I'll know, but I'm coming out of the spiritual closet as I'm recording the podcast in this one, John, I surely am. It's my spiritual Moira from Schitt's Creek. Anyway, um, so, and then the fifth dimension. So in the fourth dimension, you're traveling by time. And in the fifth dimension, you're able to jump different timelines. So in the fourth dimension, you're able to maybe jump through time, but you're still fixed to that particular timeline that you're on. So that you can travel back and forth in time, but you're not able to hop over into another dimension. That is fifth dimension. Okay, so the way that we access fourth dimension from the 3D reality is through the fourth chakra. Yes, are you getting me? Yes, what's the fourth chakra? The fourth chakra is the heart. So we connect to the fourth dimension. We're able to time jump, if you will. We're able to time travel through our emotions. And it's when our emotions don't get processed that they get lodged into the 3D. And that's when all of a sudden we have a lot of pain in our right hip because we have, you know, emotions or stress or anger or sadness or grief that we're holding on to. It also can be connected to like past lives and different dimensions like that. But that's looking at it from another dimension. I'm looking at this through the fourth dimension fourth dimension. So 3D would just say, oh, it's all physical. Whatever is going on in your body is physical. There is no, you know, and that's just from that perspective. So if you're looking at something from the physical reality and somebody tells you they have pain in their hip, you might, you know, 
encourage them to do some sort of physical activity, maybe even take a medicine to like relieve the pain because it's a physical thing. Um, go to the, you know, and not saying there's anything wrong with a doctor or medicine or doing yoga or physical, but it's a very physical thing in the body. And yoga actually is a beautiful way to connect from 3D to 4D because you're getting into your physical body um, and then can access some of the emotions. So by the time emotions get stuck all the way in our body when we're not able to release them, then we need something like yoga. We need something like Reiki maybe to access and tap into those emotions in the physical body. Also, exercise does that. Um, acupuncture can do that. Uh, massage can do that. Chiropractic work can do that. Um, but also feeling your emotions it to some extent can do that. Now, sometimes an emotion has gotten so lodged in the body, it's gotten so caught in the 3D that it's actually started to form a problem. And that's when, you know, it's past, okay, I'm just sad. And, you know, I'm, I don't want to say that I don't think that you could feel all of your feelings to get to the point of being out of pain, but I think it would be really it probably would take a while. You would need other means too. So anything's possible. But um, by the time that it gets, you know, manifested in something physical, you have to deal with it on the physical realm to some extent. But we also are coming to the point where we're understanding that, oh, all sickness is the root of it and disease is stress. That's, I mean, there's other things. There's, you know, bacteria and stuff like that. But for the most part, they're, they're, okay, where do things, because our cells break down from stress, they're not able to repair themselves. Also, there's diet. Also, there's toxins. Also, there's, in, you know, there's some predispositions. There's environmental things. I am a believer in epigenetics, so I don't necessarily think that it's quote-unquote genetic. I think that we have genes that get turned on and activated, so I don't really like to say, well, it could be genetic. It could be something or a gene that was passed from your parents that got turned on by stress. Um, but pretty much we, you know, we're seeing that so many things in the body are determined by our stress levels and our emotional levels and our emotional state. And when we're happy and when we're secure, we get less sick. And when we're stressed and we're worn down, um, or we're overgiving, that's when our bodies start to manifest that in the 3D physical reality. So, and another way that's interesting to think about the fourth dimension, um, time travel is when you feel an emotion. So let's say you get triggered, okay? So you're having a conversation with your partner, you get triggered, and all of a sudden you feel exactly how you did at six years old with your mom. So one thing that my mom struggled with is depression. So when my partner is having like a low day, I go in sometimes to like fix it mode because little girl Victoria, um, I did, was like, if I don't get my mom happy and out of bed, like I don't have a parent. My mom, my dad died and I have a little brother and like, yes, our physical needs were taken care of, but like we needed emotional support. And so I began to mother and parent her and kind of, and I would throw parties and draw pictures and all, all to get my mom to be somewhat happy. And I think, I mean, yes, it was because I loved her, but I mean, I was, it was for my survival. 
and it's a very primal thing. So that's what happens when we get triggered is that all of a sudden I shoot back to that timeline. I shoot back to being that little girl and I go into fix it mode with my partner. And (laughs) if anybody, you know, has tried to fix their partner when they're, you know, expressing an emotion, um, it generally doesn't go well, especially when you've not been asked um, to do such. It, you know, and, but I am in this, and I can't, at that moment, I can't see clearly that I'm going to be okay and my survival isn't dependent upon him. Like, I can take care of myself. I can regulate my own emotions. Um, also, this is not how he is, like, all the time. He's having a low day, and that's okay. We're allowed to have low days. Um, and all that goes out the window, and I am right back to 1997, and I am that – and biologically, my body feels like that little – I don't want to say biologically, but I, I feel like that little girl. So, in a way, your emotions, your emotional ta- state is taking you to a different time. And the same thing happens. So that's when you get triggered and you get thrown into an emotional experience that you, you know, weren't really preparing to get put, pulled into. Um, that kind of is that 40 travel. And then you go and then you sink deeper into your, you know, primal survival state and your fight flight and all that jazz. Um, but then if you're going, like, let's say you're doing reprogramming, like, I'm doing right now or meditation, you can go back to memories and times through your emotional experiences. And, and now we're learning like, oh, you can actually like rewrite them and change how we feel about things. And that's going to manifest and change how we feel. And that's going to manifest in our physical reality. And that's what manifestation ultimately is. Okay. So, and then, and so that's, 5D. Okay, and then 5D is when we're getting into like your past lives, um, lives on other planets. So it's different timelines. And to access 5D, um, definitely through medicine, um, through the Akashic Records, through meditation, through Reiki, there's lots of different ways to experience the 5D. And fifth dimensional beings um, theoretically would be able to travel through time and different timelines and change them and affect them. So, you know, guides that are able to take you from timeline to timeline and may be able to take you from this, you know, so when we go into the Akashic realm, we're in fifth dimension. So in that dimension, we're able to hop through and go from, you know, maybe your life in 1799, um, where you were in the West and you were mining for gold and you got sick with some sort of, I feel like I'm channeling this, um, you got sick with some sort of like powdered or like dirt chest it's it was during the gold rush but I want to say it was like there was like dust storms you might not have even made it all the way to California I feel like somebody listening to this might actually be resonating with this right now so if you do please notify me and tell me because that's wild I just like knowing that um oh I can like feel that so but like hop from that timeline um all the way to when you were in Lemuria as almost like like princess or royalty or something of that nature is kind of what I'm some sort of like statesman or states woman or something of that nature. Um, I'm not like fully channeling right now. So it's, 
it's weird when I, um, if I'm not like tapped into the records, I'll kind of get a sense of things. Um, but yeah, so that was interesting. But if either of those resonate with you, please let me know. I love knowing about that. But in that realm, we're able to jump back and forth. Um, and back and forth isn't, and back and forth is such a 3D thing. It's not really forth, right? It's just into a different portal. And it's more of into rather than, um, or out of rather than jumping forward in time. But since that's how I perceive time, because I'm a 3D being, I still think about time like that but actually like fifth dimension it's like you're going in and out of it all at the same time and you're in this other you know maybe life on Lyra which is a um like a plant like star seeds lineage um or a life on Orion um and you might be experiencing those simultaneously while also experiencing multiple different earth lives um and kind of and if you've ever seen the movie ever uh ever is it everywhere everything all at once or everything everywhere all at once it's one or the other it's fantastic highly highly recommend that movie um it is trippy as balls so if you partake maybe partake you know that's maybe something you would like to do you do that you do that boo boo i don't know what these voices are when they come out of me but you know we just let them come because I'm a Leo rising and I've got my characters and here we are doing a show for whoever's listening (laughs) and thank you guys for listening by the way um and yeah and so from a third dimension reality you know we might be experiencing and fifth dimensional beings are less solid and less physical so we might be you know that's when we're seeing the kind of lights and the orbs from different dimensions and they may seem to kind of appear if any of you guys see this like with your physical eyes but you also can close your eyes and see it through your third eyes um it might be that like these orbs or these energies are like appearing and coming out of and they're kind of light frequencies um And to us, it seems like they're appearing and disappearing. Um, Whereas for them who are able to travel through time and space, um, it may not seem like that at all. It may seem like they're having a more cohesive experience because they're on a higher timeline. Um, And to understand that, it really, you have to go into the, you know, you really have to go into that fifth dimensional space. But I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have. You probably know that timeless space because time isn't doesn't exist. Time is something that's not outside of the fourth dimension. Everything's happening simultaneously. And our third dimensional brains chops it up into pieces and we're experiencing them. So if you think about it like a movie, for instance, like if you're to hold like old time like movie canister with film in it in your hand you're you have the entire movie in your hand you can watch any part of it at any time you want by illuminating and putting light through it and but because it's in a linear fashion we see it from like start to beginning but there really is it's just it's just a stream so you have access to the entire time of your hand And then when you watch it and you project light through it, that's when it appears to be moving forward or backwards. 
Um, and that's what 3D time is. That's why we compare so much 3D reality to movies and to TV. Um, this idea of like playing the actors and this idea that Shakespeare had that all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. We're acting out something, if you will, with our light from our being projecting it. And in a way, we're, we are kind of watching a movie um, and we're projecting this out. And whether, and it's this physical sensation of being here is just from this 3D reality. Um, and when we leave this 3D reality, we'll go into a different density, um, into a higher density. And we'll understand this 3D reality. But when we're here, we go through a sort of amnesia. We forget that we're all connected and that we're all one. And we feel separate from, and that's that longing that we all internally feel is that need and desire to come back together and like to what, for what, and what is it? And what's because we're all one being, we're all a part of God source consciousness. And we're all the different facets of God source consciousness in different beings, having a human physical manifested experience in the 3D. Okay. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please, if you have any questions um, or any comments or thoughts or if this episode sparked anything for you, please, please, please reach out to me on Instagram. I would love to hear your experience. Um, a lot, most of that was channeled. Um, so I do have a grasp on the dimensions, but I feel like I'm always learning and I'm always growing. So and I'm always evolving my experience because, and it's all perspective, right? So this is my current perspective on the dimensions. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a beat. I'll be, I have, the next episode I'm going to be recording is about the Akashic Records. I think I'm also going to be recording pretty soon a podcast about the days of the week and what planet corresponds with them so that you understand maybe some of the energies that you can expect from week to week. And that's without having to look at the sky and what's going on, which obviously I suggest you doing too, but it's really nice to kind of have this, have this rhythm of like, okay, Mondays are ruled by the moon and these are the activities that I can use to connect to that energy. And yeah, so I'm going to do a whole episode on that. Um, and then also you'll be getting a February forecast. I'll also be launching my Patreon soon. So stay on the lookout for that. I'll talk more about that in next week's episode about the different tiers and what's available to you. Um, but stay tuned. That's going to have a lot of goodies from um, more in-depth energy updates for your rising sign um, as well as full moon circles. So I'll go more into that next time and be on the lookout for that. You can go follow me at Victoria G Stevens over on Instagram and yeah, let me know what you thought about today's episodes. Some, if you have any other questions, I'm definitely going to be doing a lot more episodes about the dimension. So this is just the beginning, just kind of the primer. So please send me your questions and so that I can address them in future episodes. And lastly, I just wanted to remind you guys about the 2023 year ahead forecast. 
this forecast is 90 minutes, you can come see me at my beautiful space in Franklin, Tennessee. So if you guys are local and you can drive to Franklin, Tennessee, it is well worth it. This space is absolutely incredible. It's super high vibrational. I'm also doing Reiki healing there, which, oof, Reiki in that room is, it's a cosmic portal. It's so, so powerful. So just expect, <laughs> just expect to have your world rocked. Um, but I'm doing the 2023 year ahead readings in there as well, along with cosmic coaching, which is uh, essentially intuitive. It's a lot of life coaching, um, but it's through the lens of the energetics and helping you balance out those energies as well. Talking to your guides, incorporating that, incorporating astrology into. So basically bringing the woo into the practical and infusing those two. Um, and then, of course, I have Akashic Records activations where we dive into the 5D and connecting into other realms through the Akashic Records, through the Akashic Records activation prayer. Um, and we're also able to see past lives and different other lives that you might be having on different dimensions, um, in different planets. And But it's most importantly about what messages are needing to come through and that you're needing to integrate. So sometimes it's about shedding something from another dimension. Um, we also do a little bit of Reiki in there as well to help move energy. Um, so I'm basically in the Akashic activations, I'm teaching you how to navigate these other dimensions. Um, so, and I love doing that in this space in Franklin as well, but I'm also doing all of these sessions virtually as well. So go ahead and get that booked. Your 2023 year ahead reading, it's going to really help you outline and be aware of what's coming up this year. There's a lot of big shifts happening and that's for everybody. So two big shifts that are happening or one is that Jupiter is currently in Aries and that's a new shift that's happened in the past few weeks and it's going to move quickly through Aries into Pisces. I mean, I'm sorry, into Taurus. Um, and that is going to really, depending on your chart setup, it's going to impact you very, very different ways, depending on what planets you have there. Um, and then the other big transit that's happening this year is Saturn is moving from Aquarius to Pisces. And I talked a lot about that in last week's episode. And I'm going to do a whole episode just about Saturn, just about that, even just Saturn going into Pisces and what that's meaning. But to know what that means for you personally, it's something you really want to be aware of. Knowing what Saturn is doing in your chart is kind of something you always want to know because Saturn is the planet of consequences. He's also kind of the... He's the planet of tough love. He's the planet of, okay, what's at, like the four, very practical, um, very linear thinking also as far as what needs to happen to be able to sustain long term. So there's a lot of things. Saturn separates you from things that no longer work for you. So it can feel kind of isolating when you go through certain Saturn transits. Um, I've gone through two very, very significant ones over the past six years. And I personally am really excited about Saturn going into Pisces. It's in my house of debt and other people's money. And money is something that I can use Saturn's help on. <laughs> I am not the best with just knowing what's happening with my money all the time. And I can already feel that pressure of Saturn. And it's interesting because it's it's part of, I want to clean my finances up so that I can be in healthy partnership better. Like my money is healthier for my partner and, is, and I need some 
framing around that. And it's really helpful that I know for me personally that that's happening for both of us. So it makes sense that there's conversations that we're starting to talk about money. That's not been a subject that either of us have like really wanted to talk about. We both have a lot of trauma around money for very different reasons. And now we're doing Lacey Phillips root programming work and it's helping us to be able to talk about some of the root issues around money. And therefore it's making it easier to talk about money itself because we're you know, rather than coming in defensive, rather than coming in triggered, we're coming in aware. And like, these are my wounds. These are my triggers. And here they are. And I want to share them with you. Not in the moment of being triggered, not in the moment of a fight, not as a, okay, something's wrong and we have to look into it, but just in as a matter of health and maintenance. And it's, uh, I think something that's really helped our relationship grow, but it's helped us as individuals and so therefore I'm seeing that like in Saturn right now is in my house of one-on-one partnership and like my house of Caleb and we're getting serious about a lot of things and Saturn's been retrograde so a lot of you know for a lot of us we've kind of felt like things are moving forward and then they weren't quite and we're putting some things in place and oh just kidding and kind of feeling the ground being shaky for the and I think since 2020 and you can even see this astrologically we've been kind of afraid to put roots down and I think that Saturn moving out of Aquarius it's we can breathe a little bit and but Saturn is still you know, just because he's not an Aquarius, he's still Saturn and he wants to come in and help you clean things up and make things sustainable. So they'll last. And right now, if I'm being honest with you, the way I'm doing my finances, the way my partner and I are doing our finances together and debt and all that stuff, it's not sustainable and it needs to change. And Saturn is going to be coming in over the next three years to give us some consequences so we can feel that. And in a lot of ways, I need that. And I'm sure I'll be coming on here over the next three years and being like, oh, my God. But here's the thing. I'm planning on working with Saturn. Therefore, I'm not afraid of it. Like, I'm already like I see him coming. I'm like, hey, buddy, I see you're coming in March. Here's what I'm art. What do you want me to do to get ready for you? And rather than being like, oh, God, he's coming for me. Like Saturn's not an asshole unless you didn't do your homework. And in some ways, I know I didn't do my homework. And in some, and I think that humility, Saturn's really willing to be an amazing tutor and teacher and being like, okay, then you need to learn some boundaries and some structure within this subject of your life. And, you know, Pisces is wherever we have Pisces in our chart is probably where we lack structure and boundaries. And so it's going to be an interesting three and a half or, you know, three year journey for us while Saturn's in Pisces, but one that's needed. Um, and that's going to look different for everybody. And I'm going to talk more about what that looks like collectively, because that's very, very specific to my chart. And that's the thing with this, like the 2023 year ahead, we can get that specific for you and you'll have a recording and we'll also, I'll give you um, kind of the PDF breakdown of the overview of your for the next 12 months so that you can refer back to it um, and look at it. 
And then I also have a energetic reset package and it is currently 1111 so it's $1111. It's I want to say around $367 like off if you were to book all these readings individually. So it's a really great value. Um and what you get in that, you're going to get that same 2023 year ahead reading. So you're still going to get that which is 299 just a la carte. And then you're going to get another astrology reading. So that's going to be whatever specific area of life you want to look into. You know, if you've never had your birth chart read before, great, we can dive into that. But I love just looking at like the balance of energy in the chart and helping you manage that. And we literally can talk about past, present, future, um, and just and use that as a way to help you understand more of your personal power and maybe questions you have about like, okay, where... How can I channel better? Um, or, you know, how does my diet need to shift? Where, and we can just kind of also flow too, but relationship issues um, or pivots in career. If you have wanting to buy houses, sell houses, or if just kind of wanting to know, like, even, ooh, your galactic lineage and what alien ancestry you came from. We can see that in the chart too. We can also talk about some physical stuff. I am a, a medical astrologer. Like I'm not an official in medical astrologer, but I have training in medical astrology. So I go into that as well. Um, we can go into some of that as well. And that is, I really like to use as to set your body up um, to thrive. So there's different um flower essences, there's different foods, there's different activities where we can raise certain energies in your chart and also kind of help balance some that might be a little high. So I can like feel the energy on these as I'm talking about them too. Um, And then you're also going to get two Reiki um, healings and this package can be done virtually or in person, all in person in my beautiful, beautiful studio in Franklin. Um, and the links to book all of this is are in the show notes as well as descriptions of these specific services. Um, and so you get the two Reiki healings. Then you also get two Akashic Records activations where we're going to go into so we can go through and look at your different lifetimes. But we can also just kind of explore and get you to feel what it's like to be in the records. And so you can go in into the records and read them yourselves. So I'll teach you how to read your own records as well, which is really, really cool. And then you're also going to get two bonus meditations. Um, one is going to be an eight chakra Reiki healing meditation and um, I don't mean to brag, but my meditations are fire. <laughs> they are mind blowing and they pull lots of energy out. And I'm really, really grateful for that. And the reason is, is because I really tune into my guides and tune into the Akashic Records and so much energy gets moved and lifted. Um, so I'm going to have an eight chakra energy healing. So it will feel so you can like go back and feel and feel a Reiki healing anytime you need. So you get two sessions in the package, but because you get this meditation, you just get to keep having them. Um, And then you're also going to get an Akashic record activation, which is super dope. What that is, is I'm going to take you through the Akashic records in a meditation so that You know, a lot of times people have these awesome experiences when we do our Akashic Records activations. They're like, holy shit, they channel more than they ever thought they would. They see crazy things Um, because that's one of my gifts is I I strengthen. I'm kind of like um, I'm an amplifier. So whatever gifts you have, I amplify them and 
I kind of, I would say, put confidence to them. So it's not my gifts that you are picking up on. I'm actually expanding your gifts. So, but then sometimes when you leave a session with me, because that expansion or that amplification isn't there, and your own self-doubt comes in, especially if you haven't had a lot of practice going into the records, um, yeah, you can kind of start to question yourself. And it's not as clear of a path necessarily. Um, but for some people, it is. Some people, like, go once, their soul, like, knows and remembers how to go, and they're cool, and all they need to do is just ask and say, hey, let's go into the records, and then they can go. But for some people, having a meditation or an activation to help you, or maybe even just help you go a little bit deeper, maybe you're like, I'm great at opening my records, but yeah, let's let's see what happens if, you know, you get to lean into my amplification energy. Um so that's really cool. And you get those as bonuses. And I don't have those available currently anywhere else. So there's not another way to get those meditations except through this package. Um, yeah. So, okay. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time. <laughs> <laughs>